Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And also, if you... Uh, do go and sign up then you know make sure you tell them you heard about it through us in the uh application thanks Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in! Pantaloons! Yay! Although it looks like it shows, like, you've got some squigglies when we first started. Like, it heard it (laughs) when you hit record. (laughs) Oh, well. I can cut that out. Um, I just need enough time to highlight the empty space to get the... And hopefully drown out the D&D going on in the background. Probably not. Yeah, alright, well, they're, they're going to hear some fun stuff just in the background. It's like bonus content. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, today we're talking about Disney World. Yay. That's exciting, right? Something like that. I was gonna- just, I've only read a handful so far, and I'm already like, I'm never going to an amusement park ever again. <laughs> Man, can you turn your mic down a little bit? It's like clipping out. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll move it away. That's so weird. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. It was just like clipping out. Like, you know, um, just we can't win. We can't win. Uh, I was going to just do Disney in general, but there's so many deaths at Disney. That we're going to have to do a separate episode for Disneyland or any other property. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so well, that'll be an episode down the road. We'll do Disneyland separate. But this is Disney World because this is closer to, to us and this is where we've actually been to Disney World. So yeah, it's been a while. I thought this was more interesting to me anyway. Yeah. And I also took a lot of, sh- I took some deaths out that were natural and some I left in and. Yeah. Uh, I could not possibly, it would have been like a three hour episode for us to put everything <laughs> in, seriously. Yeah. So I cut out ones that I either thought were uninteresting, natural, or whatever. Yeah. But according to a 1985 Time Magazine article, nearly a hundred lawsuits were filed against Disney each year for various incidents. Florida theme parks are required to notify the state of any ride-related injuries or illnesses that require a hospital stay of at least 24 hours. So I thought that was interesting. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. 
On August 11th, 1977, a four-year-old boy from Dalton, Illinois, drowned in the moat surrounding Cinderella Castle. The family sued Disney for $4 million and won. However, the jury found the parents 50% liable for allowing the boy to climb over a fence while playing and reduced the settlement, settlement amount to $2 million. I mean, really, though. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I get so freaked out be, like when Nancy was little going to any kind of like public thing that like I would not keep my eyes off. Like I wouldn't take my eyes off of her. I was like like keeping her at arm's length because I was so freaked out. I think you used like a leash backpack on her when you took her to Universal. <laughs> so like the idea of her being able to have time to climb over a fence and like get into water, like or whatever, you know, like just how? Yeah, it happens. I know things are distracting, but dang, it's scary. This is why I'm so freaked out taking her to stuff like this. Oh, granted, she's a grown ass teenager at this point, but um, still freaks me out. The only time we ever were separated was when. Like we would do the the um the skip the line thing where you would like you you take whatever seat you can get so that you you know yeah. they place you and so there were a couple of times where she rode separate than us but she we were still together in line yeah and so like that's the only time she was away from us period like yeah. we never. She was also like eight or something, eight or nine at that point. So she wasn't like a baby either. Yeah. Anyway. You want to read the next one? Another bad one. On August 22nd, 1980, an 11-year-old boy from New York City died after swimming in the River County water park next to the campground. The cause of death was amoebic meningitis. This is why he gave this one to me, isn't it? (laughs) Meningencephalitis. Traces of which were found in the water. Disney's Fort Wilderness. Uh, there were lots, and lots of, of other drownings. Yeah, there were lots of drowning deaths there. So, um, I just, I told that one because, you know, he died from some type of amoebic whatever. It sounds like meningitis that he got from the water or something like that. Yeah. But I just threw in there that there were a lot of other drowning deaths at that particular, at that particular park. Yeah. On April 6, 1982, a two-year-old girl from Sunrise, Florida, died after being injured outside a park restaurant. It's another one where it's, you know, an accident type of thing. She was standing in line with her family outside the Coral Isle Coffee Shop when she and her 12-year-old sister were playing with a rope tied to a large menu board. The girl pulled on the rope, and the board fell on top of the toddler, killing her. She was pronounced dead on arrival at Orange Beast. Okay, somebody, whoever's shouting in the background, needs to calm down. Yeah, I sent a text, but I don't think they're listening to me. Yeah. Uh, but that's really sad because I mean that's that's a type of accident that could happen to anybody. But yet again, I'm not blaming the parents because something like that could happen to anybody. Yeah. Don't let the kids mess with stuff at a public place like that's not that's not their property you know what i mean like because yeah. i probably jumped on nancy for messing with stuff yeah and you know if it's 
no, I mean, if you're at somebody else's property, whether it be a house, a theme park, a restaurant, you don't let your kid mess with other people's stuff. That's just part of it. You know, yeah. like, um, so like I said, I, it, I'm not blaming the parents per se, but I am saying that that's something that I'm really careful about when, you know, I don't yeah. have myself, but I, when Nancy was little, I didn't let her get away with that kind of crap. Just like, how big was this board that fell on them? And I know. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I kind of feel like this was probably like an oversight on them if that whatever this was was so big and so easily pulled down. You know, like, yeah. but yeah. Um, you want to read the next one? On June 12th, 1982, a one-year-old girl from Muscatine, Iowa was killed when she fell from a tram in the parking lot. Yep. Like, are they talking those, like, speedy trams or, like, a... I think it's just those little, um, almost like an extended golf cart or something. Yeah. Carry people. Because I'm, I imagine, like, the monorail (laughs) or something, and I'm like, oh, God. But, yeah, yeah, but you're trying, oh, I see, yeah, but, like, a bunch of different like golf carts stuck together. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that. It's like a train of little golf carts with multiple seats. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Um, on November 21st, 1984, a husband and wife, along with their one year old daughter, were killed and two other children were injured when the single engine plane they were flying crashed while attempting an emergency landing in the Epcot parking lot. The Piper aircraft was approaching an empty section of the parking lot when it clipped a light bulb, shearing off the right wing and crashed into several cars. The family was flying from Greer, South Carolina to Kissimmee, Florida for a vacation at Disney World. That's crazy. It's, it's sad. Yeah. Um, on January 14th, 1986, this one freaked me out. The bodies of a 33-year-old man and woman were discovered... Oh my god. Were discovered floating in a retention pond after they drove their car down an embankment in the parking lot and into the water during a heavy rainstorm several days earlier. Authorities speculate that the two attempted to escape from the vehicle through the driver's side window as it sank into the six-foot deep water. The vehicle's lights and windshield wipers were found in the on position, leading authorities to believe that the driver lost visibility during a rainstorm. During a rainstorm, jumped a curve and slid down an embankment into the pond. The fact that they were there several days underwater in their car is just really creepy. Yeah, but I'm sitting here like, they drowned in six foot water. Well, I mean, it. You couldn't get out like they tried. Yeah, I don't know. That's just one of my biggest fears is, like, being in a car in water. Like, I don't know. It. I dream about it. <laughs> like, it scares me so much. So this yeah. really freaked me out. It was only six foot deep of water, and you still die. Well, yeah. It's, like, the whole idea of, you know, going into water in a car really freaks me out because I can't swim very well in the first place. Yeah. So like, oh yeah, I'm probably gonna die. Yeah, I can't swim super well, but I don't know, the idea of getting trapped and you really have no escape. Like at least if you were like to fall into water just as a human being, 
you could try to swim away, but being like trapped in a car and slowly waiting to run out of oxygen and or drowning in the car. Yeah, that's just extra no. Yeah. On August 1st, 1987, you notice I put all these in order. I took the time to actually Good job. in order of date. Yep. Um, on August 1st, 1987, a 27-year-old employee was killed when an ultralight plane he was flying crashed during a show rehearsal. He was practicing for Epcot's Skylidoscope show at an altitude of 500 to 1,000 feet when the ultralight suffered catastrophic structural failure, nosediving into the ground about 150 yards from Disney's airfield and 1.5 miles from Epcot. I didn't know what all those fancy words meant, but <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. Nosediving into the ground, that, that sounds awful. Yeah. On October 9th, 1989, a 33-year-old woman, like, why do I keep getting these 30-year-olds? A 33-year-old woman from Glencove, New York, was killed when a small speedboat collided with a ferry boat. She and her 8-year-old son were broadsided by the ferry while trying to videotape friends and family members who were water skiing in the Seven Seas Lagoon. A crew member and a visitor on the ferry dived into the water and rescued her son. The boy was not hurt in the accident. The family sued Disney for $240 million, claiming that the ferry's operators should have seen this speedboat before it came so close. I, it kind of sounds like the speedboat's fault myself, but... Um... How do you miss a ferry? I could see how a ferry could miss a speedboat, but how could a speedboat miss a ferry? I don't know. I don't know. I need more information there. Also, it doesn't state whether they won the lawsuit. Yeah. I, I'm assuming for $240 million, it probably got dismissed because that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. I, even if they were partially at fault, like, that's way too much money for that. Honestly. Yeah. If you're suing somebody for $240 million, that that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could say you don't really put a price on a life, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of freaking money. And that was 1989. Imagine how much money that was then. Yeah. On September 12th, 1992, a 37-year-old man entered Epcot after closing. This is a really crazy story, y'all. Entered the park after closing and brandished a shotgun at three security guards, demanding to see his ex-girlfriend who worked at the park. He fired four blasts at the guards and took two of them hostage in a restroom near the Journey into Imagination Pavilion. As Orange County Sheriff's deputies surrounded the area, the man released his hostages and emerged from the restroom with the shotgun held to his chest. After exchanging words with deputies, he put the gun to his head and fired. He was pronounced dead on arrival at the Orlando Regional Medical Center Investigators attributed his actions to a recent breakup with the girlfriend. Damn. Whew. That's an extra cup. This sounds like something our dad would do. Yeah. Honestly. Except he wouldn't actually kill himself. Yeah, that's true. Also. He would threaten it, but he wouldn't do it. And then he would blame it on everybody else. Someone else had the gun, you know, like. Who knows? Next. On November 12, 1992, an off-duty cast member fell off the ledge outside the Top of the World restaurant on the 15th floor of the Contemporary. The cast member had been sitting on the ledge when a swarm of wasps appeared, 
trying to swat them away. The cast member lost his balance and fell to his death. 11 stories below. I, I can't help but laugh. That sounds like a fucking cartoon. That's so awful, but like. That's kind of seem like a weird cartoon story. Yeah, like. God, that would be me, honest. Actually, okay, my ass would not even be near the ledge of a 15-story building. Like, I'm I'm not exactly afraid of heights, but I am at the same time. I don't like being near the ledges of heights. I'm perfectly fine being up high, but you get me near a ledge or, like, a railing, and I can't handle it. Like, I have to be, like... Touching the railing, but standing my arm length away from the railing. Like, I want to hold on to something, right? But I don't want to be near it. <laughs> so, I there's no way in heck I would ever sit on the edge of anything like that. Yeah. Whew. This next one takes place on Valentine's Day, 1999. Fun. 65-year-old part-time Kentucky. Custodian Raymond Barlow was killed when he fell off a seat. He was cleaning the Fantasyland Skyway Station platform when the ride was accidentally turned on by staff not knowing he was there. He was in the path of the ride vehicles and grabbed a passing seat in an attempt to save himself, lost his grip, fell 40 feet, landed in a flower bed near the Dumbo ride. He was dead on arrival at Orlando Regional Medical Center. The Skyway ride, which had been scheduled to be closed before the accident occurred, was permanently closed on November uh, November 10th, 1999. As a result of the accident, OSHA fined Walt Disney World $4,500 for violating federal safety codes in that work area. That, that was it? Yeah, I was like, that's a really low amount for somebody's life. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I've got to hope. Like, I've heard that working for Disney World and places like that are kind of fallacious, but also, like they're caring at the same time like i think the majority of the pain is just working with the public (laughs) and not necessarily the the working conditions but but that could be old news like it could be different these days i don't know it's probably propaganda disney gave like put out itself and i'm just believing it yeah probably (laughs) because i don't know after reading all of these stories i'm like yeah i'm not ever gonna work at disney world ever um on November 5th, 2000, a 37-year-old man from St. Petersburg, Florida, was fatally injured while trying to exit the Splash Mountain ride vehicle while it was moving. He told fellow passengers that he felt ill and attempted to reach one of the attractions marked emergency exits. He was struck by the following ride vehicle and died at Celebration Hospital. All right. I think that one's on him. Yeah. I know if you're feeling ill, that shit's just going to happen. You're just going to have to throw up on somebody, like, or whatever was going on. Um, That just, yeah. I I mean, to me, he also shouldn't have been able to get out. I mean, trying to think of that ride in particular, if there's, like, buckles and stuff, it's one of the few few mountains. One of the few rides I remember somewhat well. I, I don't remember if you're buckled in or anything. I would think so. Far because that last drop, but the rest of it's pretty not not very high up. But like yeah. that flash down is pretty high, so I imagine that there's some kind of protection for yeah, me. like the lap bar or something. Yeah, hey, to be fair, you can get out of any of it if you really try. But that just yeah, yeah. On February 11th, 2004, a 38 year old employee dressed as Pluto 
who had worked at, this is terrible, y'all. I'm just going to warn you. On February, a 38-year-old employee dressed as Pluto who had worked at the park for eight years died at the Magic Kingdom when he was run over by the Beauty and the Beast float from the Share a Dream Come True parade. Uh, Disney representatives commented that no incident of these circumstances had ever happened to a cast member and that no guests had seen the incident. This led to OSHA to find Disney $6,300 for having employees in restricted areas. I think I read somewhere else that, like, he actually got, um, part of his costume was caught um, rods, and he got drug under or something like that. But it's as they were turning to go out of the parade entrance or whatever. Uh, so, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, I don't feel like this is anybody's necessarily at fault. That just sounds like something... Yeah, several of these are just like freak accidents. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, really at the heart of it. None of this has really been like a ride gone wrong, like, which is the stuff that freaks me out when you hear about like a Ferris wheel that falls off or a ride that just falls, like a roller coaster cart that just goes off the rails. Like, this is just freak accidents. Um,. All right, so on June 13th, 2005, a four-year-old boy from Sellersville, Pennsylvania, died after riding Mission Space. An autopsy by the Orange County Medical Examiner's Office released on November 15th, 2005, found that the boy died as a result of an existing, undiagnosed, idiopathic heart condition called myocardial hypertrophy. On June 12, 2006, a lawsuit was filed against Disney by his parents, claiming that Disney should had never allowed a four-year-old child on the ride and did not offer an adequate medical response after he collapsed. On January 11, 2007, the lawsuit was dismissed with prejudice. I, I, Alright, I'd like to know more about the, the response. Like, did it really take a long-ass time to get to them? Because I've heard that like Disney is on it that paramedics show up like two seconds magically after something happens like there's underground but you never know like in this incident it could be that they were already attending to somebody else or something yeah there could be a reason behind it we don't really know that but it's a freaking undiagnosed heart condition you really like how can you blame somebody for that? This doesn't sound like a crazy ride. I'm going to have to look it up. I'm going to have to look up what Mission Space does. Yeah. I'll go on to the next one. On August 1st, 2006, boy fainted after riding Space Mountain and was taken to Celebration Hospital where he died. This is, this is where it gets extra sad. The victim was a terminal cancer patient visiting the Magic Kingdom as part of the Kids the World program. The medical examiner's report showed that he died of natural causes due to a metastatic pulmonary blastoma tumor. That's so, he's already dying, and then he, as, I guess, one of his, like, make-a-wish type deals, he wanted to go to Disney World, and then he died on a ride on Space Mountain. So, I, okay, going back to the mission space one this is epcot i think that's just one of those rides where you sit in an enclosed thing and it kind of moves and makes you feel like you're doing stuff so like vr with a mechanical ride yeah. v but like yeah i don't i don't think that would cause a death like that yeah. but yeah i know going like a make-a-wish type situation because you're already dying and then dying so yeah 
That's messed up. But I mean, I guess you died happy. Maybe let's ha- we we can hope for that. No, that's what I, in my mind. I'm gonna say Space Mountain's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I know it is, but like, let's hope it was towards the end of the day. Like he got to enjoy himself. I, like I just really hope he actually got to enjoy himself before that happened. Yeah, it's really terrible. Didn't just go like straight to Space Mountain and then done. Alright, so on November 27th, 2007, a 63-year-old employee died from a brain injury sustained four days earlier when she was hit by a primeval whirl ride vehicle after falling from a restricted area of the ride platform. On May 23rd, 2008, OSHA fined Walt Disney World $25,500 and charged the company with five safety violations. The fines were 15000 for serious violations, 7500 for still missing a handrail that had been reported, and 3000 for not responding to OSHA requests within the requested time period. So yeah, they fucked up some stuff there. Um, yeah. But she was in a restricted area? Yeah. So, like, because someone told her, because she wasn't supposed to be there, like, I'd like to know some, some of these I need more detail to just, I mean, I guess we're not sitting here deciding whether it's these people's fault or not, but it just, that's kind of the first thing, like, how tragic is this? Is it their own fucking fault? Or is it really Disney World's fault? I'm a little bit concerned because, you know, with any employer, sometimes they're going to ask you to to bend the rules or something. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to say who who's at fault for what in this when we don't know the background on it. So, um, on August sixth, two thousand and nine, Mark Priest, a forty-seven year old employee playing the role of a pirate in the Captain Jack's Pirate Tutorial Show, accidentally slipped on a puddle on the stage, hit his head on the wall. He was taken to Florida Hospital in Orlando with injuries including a broken vertebra in his neck and several lacerations, severe lacerations on his head that required 55 stitches. He died four days later due to complications from the fall. Like, that's just sad. Like, I don't really think anybody's at fault for that. Um, he slipped on a puddle. I, I would assume... The puddle is the problem. I, I would assume, yeah. Like, the puddle get there? Is it is there water involved in the show in general? Because yeah. since it's a pirate thing, yeah. like, if there's water involved, then that's just kind of a hazard that you would be dealing with every day. Yeah. So I don't know. In a rehearsal for the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular on August 17, 2009, a 30-year-old male performer died after injuring his head while performing a tumbling roll. Performances for the next day were canceled out of respect for him. So I'm wondering, that just, what? <laughs> like, how did you injure your head so bad doing, like, a tumbling roll? Like, I'm imagining, like, a... Did you, do you remember this show? Because it was, yeah. when we, I went to it, I think twice when I went uh, back in the day. Um, Is this the one where the giant ball rolls? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe he, like went to do that and like tumble out of the way and got hit in the head with the giant rolly ball. I don't know. That's what I'm imagining. It's the only thing that I can get to like make that work in my head. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just tumbled into something that was really good. Yeah. Whatever. But also I just wanted to mention that there were several other, this was the only death for that particular show, 
but there are a lot of injuries listed for that. Yeah. A lot of that, that stunt show were apparently really dangerous. And I don't think it exists anymore, so that's probably a good thing. Because yeah. probably they couldn't keep people from getting injured on that show. Ugh. Is it my turn? Yeah. On April 1st, 2010, a nine-year-old boy was crushed to death by a Disney transportation bus at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground while he was riding his bicycle with an 11-year-old girl. A report from the Florida Highway Patrol says that the victim appeared to turn his bike into the road and ran into the side of the bus, subsequently being dragged under the bus's black wheel tire. The victim was pronounced dead at the scene. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Sounds like it was maybe the kid panicked. Yeah. Um, that's one of those you can't really assign blame because we don't know the situation. Yeah. Pretty much all of these we can't really. Yeah, I mean, without, but I mean, it's just an insane amount though. Like, what is the amount of hauntings at Disney World? That's what we need to check next. No, I already, I already have that on the list. Yeah. Oh yeah, sweet. Um, on June thirteenth, twenty ten, a dead body was discovered at the Double Tree Resort Hotel. The manner of death was originally unknown, but was later declared a suicide. I wanted more details on that. Like I'm yeah. like. We found a dead body at the resort, and then it was later declared a suicide. Like, I want to know who, yeah. what, yeah. why. I don't know. I want more detail on that. Um, on December 26, 2010, a 69-year-old man died after stepping in front of a moving Disney transportation bus in the parking lot of Disney's Port Orleans Resort. Just with these buses and trams, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess... <laughs> You imagine the amount of people at these places, like every day. Yeah. yeah, you just have to drive and be used to the amount of people. Yeah. All right. On March thirteenth, twenty eleven, a fifty-two year old employee sustained head injuries. Oh my god! Again, while working on the primeval rail ride, and was airlifted to Orlando Regional Medical Center, where he later died. The ride was undergoing maintenance and was closed to the public at the time of the incident. What yeah, that one's, that one's. Yeah, I don't even know which one this one is, so I'm gonna have to search. I'm assuming it. it's some type of like tilt a whirl type of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like a like a it's a roller coaster. Oh, yeah, I don't know anything about that one. I only included this one just because. Oh I my thought- god! It's like a tilt a whirl and a roller coaster. That just sounds dangerous in general. Like, <laughs> At least the way it's shaped, it might just be a roller coaster, but yeah. it, it's just the way it looks like the kind where you can spin it like while you're sitting well, in it that, or something. That, no, that would probably be a no for me. I just yeah. like, that is, I don't know, spinning, I'm really picky about spinning rides because I get queasy easily. So. Yeah. It can mess up my whole day if I get on a ride that's spinning real fast. Like, I can't do it. Yeah. But, obviously, that that ride needed to be shut down a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is now. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. So, which is weird, because it was there, you know, I haven't been since before whatever year it was. Like, <laughs> I haven't been since, like, 2002. Yeah. Um. 
I only included this next one because I thought it was interesting that it took place on Christmas and the attraction that it was. Yeah. On, on December 25th, 2014, a 22-year-old woman, a 22-year-old now, lost consciousness after writing It's a Small World, which, as you know, is a very slow-moving... Yeah. It's not really even a ride, technically, to me. Yeah. You're barely moving, and it's just a bunch of, like, singing and dancing figures and stuff. Yeah. But she later died from a pre-existing condition, and I didn't say what, but I was like, she was 22. For what, what kind of pre-existing condition did she have? Yeah. Do I have it? Because I'm not going, <laughs> like, I'm not going to ride any more rides based on reading this shit. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. On March 22nd, 2016, a death occurred at Disney's Contemporary Resort. The moon, the moon. The monorail service was temporarily suspended while Orange County Sheriff's Office investigated. Investigators announced that they believed that the person committed suicide. According to multiple sources, the person jumped to their death inside the central A-frame tower. Mm. There were a lot of deaths at that resort, too, but I think most of them were like drownings and stuff. Yeah. Um, resort pools that are unattended, basically, type of thing. Yeah. Uh, June 14th, 2016, a two-year-old boy from Elkhorn, Nebraska, was attacked by an alligator. Do you remember this? This was in the news. I feel like I remember hearing about this. A uh, little two-year-old boy attacked by an alligator at 9.15 on the shore of Seven Seas Lagoon. His parents unsuccessfully tried to intervene, and the boy was pulled into the water. His body was found the next day at 1.45 p.m. in the vicinity of where he went missing. He was found about 12 to 15 yards from shore in about six feet of water. The medical examiner ruled that the child died of drowning and traumatic injury. Reuters reported that this resort would put up signs about warning guests about alligators. Since the incident, Disney has added warning signs and rope barriers to waterways around the entire resort. For a short time, references to alligators were removed from a number of attractions, including the Jungle Cruise. But yeah, I remember seeing this in the news. Yeah. Um, if it was 2016, it's just really sad. This alligator yeah. snatched that boy up out of the water. Like, into the, uh, yeah. yeah. And for a second, because it kept being called Lagoon, I was imagining like one of those, like, it makes waves kind of things. But no, that's literally the water surrounding these resorts. So yeah. that's crazy. On November 5th, 2017, a runner in the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon collapsed and died near the finish line in the Epcot parking lot. No other details were initially disclosed. And I only added that because there's another one from that same type of marathon. That's uh, on July 9th, 2018, a 33-year-old cast member died in an industrial accident near the Pop Century and Caribbean Beach Resort. A Toro utility cart crushed the employee, causing him to fall unconscious. Workers who were unable to lift the cart, along with officials, pronounced him dead at the scene. Hmm. So, I wish this next one had further explanation. <laughs> On August 18th, 2018, a person was found dead inside of a burning car near Disney's Fantasia Gardens miniature golf course at the park. Well, all right. Yeah, it's like, I want to know what exactly happened there. Yeah. So, on March 12, 2019, a worker died in an industrial incident behind the Prance Pavilion 
No details are available on the cause of death, but it is believed he fell off the roof of the upcoming attraction, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. That's crazy. On November 1st, 2019, a runner died while participating in the Disney's Wine and Dine Weekend 5K race. The victim collapsed while running on the course. This would be me if I tried to run a 5K. 5K. Yeah. I was going to just say, exercise is supposed to be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you need to stay away from this particular run. It's yeah. hard. Um, on March 4th, 2020, a woman died in apparent suicide at Disney's Contemporary Resort. Another suicide at that resort. Deputies from the Orange County Sheriff's Office responded to the resort around 4 p.m. after receiving a call that someone may have jumped off the building. Upon arrival, they found an unresponsive woman who was later pronounced dead at the scene. And I just wanted to point out that the date on that was March 4th, 2020. So, so I'm just pondering, did she foresee the, how 2020 was going to go? Yeah. Because that was right at the beginning of the COVID scare. Or were there wasps? Wherever she was. A swarm of wasps. Sorry. Just a swarm of wasps sounds fucking frightening in itself. Maybe it was the killer wasps. Oh, maybe it's the robotic kind. Like from uh, Black Mirror. Those were bees, but I mean, if you can do it to bees, you can do it to wasps. Do it to wasps. Okay. I don't know. I threw in a little bit of stat. That was our last real story for the deaths at Disney but Disney World but um, like I said there was tons of like heart attacks and other stuff that happened that were natural causes or you know whatever that I didn't include um, in 2005 Walt Disney World reported 773 injuries to OSHA for employees portraying one of 270 different characters at the park so what does that say about playing one of the characters yeah, no thanks. Uh, one of the of those injuries listed, 282, roughly 36%, were related to costuming issues such as costume weight affecting the head, neck, or shoulders. 49 injuries, 6%, were specifically due to the costume head. 107 injuries, 14%, were caused by park guests' interaction with the characters where the guest hit, pushed, or otherwise hurt the costumed employee. Other items in the report include skin rashes, bruises, sprains, or heat-related issues. One change that Disney made to assist character performers was to change rules limiting the overall costume weight to be no more than 25% of the performer's body weight. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's great. I mean, at least they're trying to help, I guess, maybe. And I also wanted to add that during doing the research on this, I had, I guess you would... It would make sense that Disney World or any of the Disney Park would be a place where pedophiles would go. But I didn't know quite how much that happened because there were an endless amount of molestation charges and all kinds of crap for from Disney Park. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to include this one because it was very freaky to me. Uh November 2nd, 2019, a 51-year-old sex offender was charged with battery after groping a cast member playing Ariel during a meet and greet. So, they're even molesting, they're molesting kids around the park, they're molesting characters, uh, and there have even been cases of some of the characters molesting people. Yeah. And I think there was somebody that, 
I can't remember exactly, but I think it was somebody playing Tigger punched a kid in the face. I don't know. <laughs> that was just some crazy stuff in this. I was just like, what? Uh, I remember being like, I don't, a friend of mine, We, I mean, we went to Disney World for a band in high school, and I remember being hugged by a Mickey Mouse, like, or like the Mickey Mouse's arm was around me and the friend. And I think the Mickey Mouse tried to get fresh with my friend and she punched him. Um, wearing a giant Mickey Mouse head though. So, I mean, nothing happened, but I mean, yeah, it's sh- shit does happen. Um, great. I mean, great, this has been like 20 years ago. Oh God. Just saying that it's 20 years ago. Um, I, I, I'm glad we have more uh, ways to stop that. That was the moral of the story. Yeah. Um, I don't I, even, like, they were holding my side, like, they were really just too handsy um, rather than anything in particular that I remember, but I could be wrong. Maybe they grabbed her ass. I don't know. Yeah. I never got the full story. Oh, but I did have a park goer straight up molest me. So there's that. Yeah. See, you're scaring me about going back there. I'm like, oh, no. Especially taking your kids there. I mean. Yeah, it was like a teenage guy. Uh, The same friend, I think, kicked him in the junk. (laughs) So, I mean, thank God for her. No names, you know, just to cover myself. But, uh, yeah it i mean it could be it could be a really unsafe place i mean i mean statistically speaking i'd love to see the numbers of you know the amount of people that are in and out of these parks compared to the deaths and injuries because knowing that there's got to be like thousands of employees that work there every day so if you're talking 773 injuries over a whole year with thousands of employees, that really could be a lot worse, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, that's all. I'll stop talking about it. Uh, um, do you have any shout outs this week since we're done with the main story? I haven't done anything but work and do school. Um, I'm slowly watching one episode per week, like I guess normal people of the stand. Um, but I don't really recommend it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not super great. I'm kind of bummed, but uh, I still hate Amber Heard. Yeah, same. So same. She's not I, a good name. She's just not. I, I'm, I'm not even going to speak on the whole Johnny Depp thing. I'm just like, I don't like her. In this role, period. Yeah, she just doesn't play it crazy and creepy enough to me. I know it's going to be different, obviously. It's it's just never going to be the Gary Sneeze, Molly Ringwald one. That one's just Yeah, and I hate, perfect. The, chick, I hate the chick that plays Fran, too. Yeah, her. yeah. No, I absolutely hate her. She looks 12. It doesn't make sense to me, and especially I when... I'm when, not... I just hate her face. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're always they are, and the last episode I watched. I'm not even caught up, but the last episode they're like, "How when she walks in with a face like that?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, what are they talking about? What is this face?" They're trying to put in like the because I've read the book and I love it. And I've seen the the '90s miniseries umpteen freaking times. Molly Ringwald made sense. 
Shit, Molly Ringwald now would have probably made more sense than this girl. I don't get it. Like, I know you're not always going to have a character cast perfectly, looks and age and whatever-wise, but this girl is not Fran. She's acting perfectly fine, but just doesn't, she just looks too young, and especially to cast the guy, uh, what is it, Jason Marsden, James Marsden, whatever Marsden he is, Cyclops from whatever. Anyway, he's so old to her so young. Uh, and I know that that's part of the written gap, but it's not that big of a gap. And when she literally looks like a teenager, it's it's wrong. And so I'll stop ranting now. It's fine. Admiral uh, Skarsgård's awesome, though. Yeah, he is. Really Tom and the Herald is really good. I even like the Marston guy as... Um, <laughs> I don't really like that. Okay, the Herald guy's good, but he's kind of I don't know. He's even more annoying than the original Harold. Like I, I was, I was, I've been pushing for his death like this whole. Um, yeah. Waiting. I mean, I think he does pretty decent. Um, yeah, of course we love Coronemic more. Um, yeah. but the book he's kind of written completely differently too, though. So like it, both versions, it's like they base this one off of Coronemic's version, and it's still not the book version. Yeah. Um. Oh. My recommends this week is still WandaVision because we're watching that and it's freaking insane. I still think we can watch that because... Yeah, I plan on watching it even if Justin doesn't. I just haven't gotten Well, I, I think you're going to like it just because of the sitcom parody stuff. Yeah. Because they do like a different decade each time, you know. Yeah. Um, they just did... This last episode was the 80s, basically. And it was like... they The intro was like... Um, it looked like family ties. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting. Um, and it just keeps getting more and more warped each episode. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. And they're letting us know a little, little by little what's really going on. And that kind of stuff. It's really fascinating if you're into the Marvel universe. Um, and, and for podcasts, the clown and the candy man is what I recommend. Uh, it's about the pedophile connection between John Wayne Gacy and Candyman Dean Cole. He was also a famous serial killer. Uh, they both had connections to a big pedophile ring. Uh, and I found that fascinating because I didn't know it until <laughs> I listened to this podcast. So I was like, oh my God, they're connected. Whoa. It's like how many other of these serial killers are connected through these like pedophile rings and stuff. Yeah. That's freaky to me. But it, it was very good well done and I didn't know a lot of the info that I've already binged the whole thing basically yeah <laughs> I've I've started like listening to um, Fellowship of the Ring on audiobook because I finished Stardust so I'm, I'm like literally on chapter 2 <laughs> I've been listening to it all week and I fall asleep in about 15 minute increments so yeah are we ready to move on to our oh, well shout out Bana of course yeah Bana and the Alexes. Yeah. And uh, Ian, that guy. Yeah. Okay. Our few fans that we have. Or at least the ones that interact with us. Why don't the rest of y'all come talk to us? Jeez, we're lonely here. Um, not really. We're kind of antisocial. So I kind of get it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's time for alternate endings. Yes, it's time for alternate endings. 
this time it's best albums ever and i'm behind because i've only got this one and the next one done i need to, I need yeah. to yeah yeah all right who's going first are number five <laughs> are, we, are we just gonna go back and forth like we've been doing yeah so my number five is bleed american by jimmy world <laughs> It's such a good album, beginning to end. That's kind of how I had to rate it. Like, because otherwise, it's like, damn, how do you like narrow down best albums ever? Um, but that is just a solid album. You, you don't don't think of the middle when you think of Jimmy at World. Listen to the rest of the album. It's so so good. Uh, yeah, number five for you. Dressed in dolls, self-titled. Of course. I love anything Amanda Palmer, but that particular album, I wore that out when I discovered it. Like, I listened to that sucker nonstop, and you probably know that. Yeah. Because I was living with me at the time. Yeah. When I I first discovered that. Yeah. I've heard a lot of Amanda Palmer and Dresden Dolls. I think it's why I don't ever have to listen to them on my own. (laughs) (laughs) You've had plenty of them. Yeah. That one work trip that you went with us to, like, North Carolina, like, you listened to Amanda Palmer the whole time you would drive, and I would, like, sleep and dream and eat Amanda Palmer and the whole time. I'm like, never again. All right. My number four album is Hot Fuss by The Killers. Oh, that is good stuff. Yeah. No, again, perfect album beginning to end. Jeannie was a friend of mine, opens up that album with the bumpinest intro. Um, I still remember driving down a back road in my 2001 Ford Taurus, bumping that album at max volume and thinking, motherfuck, music doesn't get better than this. <laughs> uh, and I got to see them when they toured that uh, that that album. So, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's such a good album. They're still really good. And they still have good albums coming out. But there's nothing that I can listen beginning to end other than Hot Fuss. Number four for you. Um, my, no, my number four is Han- Handsome Family, Singing Bone. Hmm. That's just got a lot of their good ones, including like the, the theme song for True Detective first season uh-huh. is on that album too. And it's a really solid album all around. I love all their stuff, but that one's just their best. Yeah. You're going to notice a the theme, um, with everything I say about every one of these albums great from beginning to end but uh number three for me is the suburbs by arcade fire there's a lot of songs i actually like better on like um shit everything now has put your money on me and you know like reflector and uh here comes the nighttime or on uh, reflector i think is the album <laughs> drawing a blank <laughs> but like the suburbs is like a fucking masterpiece like i have like one of the only reasons it's not number one is just my, you know, like my homies are at number two and number one, like my favorite artists. But Arcade Fire, like that would be number one if I just based it on like what I think is just fucking immaculate. Number three for you. Pixies do little. This uh, this sounds like our last few lists. I know. Um, <laughs> most people prefer Surfer Rosa as their best album i just like the songs on doolittle better yeah and since this is the fun part of the show i'm just vaping because like sorry guys yeah some some of the people probably have already tuned out anyway so yeah pretty much 
and then you who are friends with us and want to just chill with us, you're here being cool. Yeah, and you probably um, already know our answers. Yeah. So, number two for me, this one was a hard-to-choose one, but Violator by Depeche Mode. Of course. And number two for you? Number two for me, and I I made this list before the past week when the news broke, uh, but Marilyn Manson, Antichrist Superstar, uh, he's now getting some cancel culture from the movement because Evan Rachel Wood came forward uh, naming him as her abuser. Uh, yeah, I think I had read that a few years ago, but I don't think she had named him, but I just kind of assumed. Yeah, she had, she had not named him until now, but she had talked about the abuse he suffered. Um, yeah. And I pretty much already knew he was kind of a bastard anyway because I've read a lot of his stuff. And I've, I've even read interviews where he talked about he has like contracts where they have to have sex with him at least a couple of times a day or something. Jesus. But yeah, no, he makes them sign a sex contract um, to in order to be able to date him. Um, so, yeah, I saw a meme that someone posted that was like, Marilyn Manson ends up being a trash person. Then it says, like, 2000s parents sipping tea. Like, mm, I told you. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, well, well, I mean, that's true. I've, I've kind of always known he's an, a little bit of a narcissistic asshat. But, um, so it didn't surprise me that much. But he still makes really good music. And End yeah. of was a really good album. It's getting really hard to separate art and artists. Um, yeah, just with with the even the stuff with J.K. Rowling, it's so hard. But I'm trying my best to, you know, not put money towards the shitheads anymore of the world. Um, all right, so number one, number one for me is Crowded House, self-titled. Yeah, just don't dream. It's over is on there. Something so strong. Um, World where, world, world where You Live is my favorite. Um, it's just, again, one of those albums that you literally have a bomb-ass track on every fucking track listing, and it's so good. And, of course, they're one of my favorite artists. So, it's like I said, now you can see why number one and two couldn't be The Suburbs by Fire Jesus. As people are stomping everywhere. Now the dogs are barking. Sorry, there's a party at my house. <laughs> What is number one for you? Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. I oh. know it's set, but come on. I can listen to that whole thing through it straight through. Like, it was just so fucking good. You know? Yep. And yep. that's one of my favorite artists. Find um, it funny, yet again, that we had, like, no crossover. Yeah. Alright, so... Well, no, actually, I don't think we will on the rest, on the honorable mentions either. Yeah, so honorable mentions are uh, literally every album by the Shins. Um, I couldn't pick one. It's really it was really hard for me not to put them on the list, but like I kind of listened to them collectively. I didn't buy one album to get into them. It was kind of like I really want to check out the Shins, and then it was like like inhaling all of it simultaneously. So it's really hard for me. <laughs> um, I even like the new one. Heartworms is really good. Um, but anyway, um, Songs of Faith and Devotion by Depeche Mode, that's like my second favorite album. Yet again, was really hard to decide between those two, but ultimately enjoy the silences on Violator, so it won. 
Um, I put Louder Than Moms by the Smiths, but that's kind of a cheat because it's almost like a compilation album. <laughs> but again, couldn't pick an album by the Smiths, so I'm like, it counts. It was on vinyl back then. Um, and then I threw in Jagged Little Pill by Alanis because that oh, is another album. I do love that one too. And then I actually didn't put it, but I thought of it later, but I put Middle of Nowhere by Hanson. And really, I mean, that is a great album, but obviously I'm not a 12-year-old girl anymore. It's still a fucking excellent album. I mean, I'll still listen to it, but it's a little more nostalgia than a masterpiece, if that makes any sense. So I wouldn't really consider it, like, the best albums ever, you know. Um, And they haven't consistently had, like, perfect albums to me um, since then. I mean, they've got great albums. I still love their music, and I would still marry any one of them. Um, But... I, I, it's more of a fandom thing than a like truly appreciating their music as an art, and that's it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. My honorable mentions: The Cure, Head on the Door, which is an odd choice because there's so many good albums from The Cure, but that one in particular is just my personal favorite. It's not a lot of other people's, but I love it. Um. Beck Odelay. That's a good solid album that I can. Uh, pretty much all of these are just ones that I can listen to straight through and not skip it. Yeah. I love it so much. Um, short music for short people. Do you remember how many times we listened oh to that? Oh my God, Lord. Yeah. The 30 second songs by all the punk bands. Yeah. It's like an album full of 30 second novelty songs by punk bands. And I just, I wore that shit out. Like, I love it. Um,. In fact, when I was doing this, when I was making this list, I pulled it up on my thing and listened to a couple of songs because I was like, I haven't heard this in forever. <laughs> yeah. Beach Boys, Good Vibrations. How many times did you listen to that on vinyl? Yeah. Oh, shit. I should have put, like, Guitars in by Ray Stevens. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> we love the shit out of Guitars in by Ray Stevens. These are albums that my mom had laying around the house and we just, like, ate them up. Yeah. Um, and now for a little bit more modern, 21 Pilots Blurry Face. Hmm. Um, like I've said before, I know some people are going to dismiss 21 Pilots because they've got a few handful of songs that were really popular and got wore out on the radio and people are sick of them. But they, the songwriting is wonderful. Um, I just, I pretty much will listen to anything by 21 Pilots. But Blurry Face is probably their best album thus far. Um, thriller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, and that, and that. Mm. Purple rain. <laughs> no shit. I just forgot my favorite Michael Jackson album. That's another one that's dangerous. Or- yeah, dangerous is my favorite. <laughs> Get into a lot of fights about that, but by God, dangerous is perfect. Hey, what's that freaking? Will you be there, man? I I wore that song out. <laughs> <laughs> Who um, is it? Was mine. My jam. Yeah. That too. And I love that one kicks in the car. Like we would turn mm-hmm. that stuff up. Um like the huge dorks we were cruising yeah. around and who is it by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then President of the United States of America self titled. Oh fuck yeah. That one that's another one that we've Oh we that we wore out, yeah. yeah. Little doo buggy in the sand. Um, anyway, I love that album. 
it's just got a it's got a huge variety. Like some of the songs really rock, like Lump and um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think they did a cover of an old. Um, is it we're not gonna we're not gonna take it or yeah, I think they did a cover of that. I must have. Mm-hmm. I just went off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up. I'm too lazy for that right now. But it's got these. It's got songs that are fun and light and songs that are more rock heavy and then they have one that's kind of like almost like a country jam mm-hmm. like, I don't, it's, it's all over the place but it's a really good album i think that's pretty much it yeah i also forgot foster the people torches that's yeah. another album i have worn out as far as modern stuff but really supermodel is also good uh yeah just i love foster the people yeah that's yeah. it we'll stop yeah. and i'm in in, the, in our home business news, my husband just ordered a 3D printer last night. Not sure how I feel about that, but it's it should be here Tuesday. <laughs> so that that's gonna be fun. I'm like, that's all you, because I'm scared I will mess something up. Yeah. 3D print myself by accident, because I'm accident prone. Like I'm gonna hurt myself. I'm not touching that thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. And how long did we make it? 59. Well, I guess we need to go then. All right. Bye. <laughs>